Cheers, golf addicts. Welcome to the CJ Cup 2021 betting podcast. I'm DB. I got Pat Perry. We are the Tour Junkies, and we are happy, proud, excited to present to you our new presenting sponsor for the betting show, Covers.com. Pumped to be partnered up with Covers.com. It's a big announcement we're making here in the beginning of the show. Tell you a little bit about Covers and what's going to happen there with our relationship with those guys. Really excited about what's uh, what's to come. All right, there's going to be some new content for you, the listener, the viewer of Tour Junkies that we're excited to talk about. But uh, Covers, if you don't know what Covers is, they've been around for 25-plus years, like helping a ton of gamblers, a ton of bettors. Over tw- they serve over 20 million sports bettors annually on just about every possible sport you could think of. NFL, college football, Major League Baseball, all that stuff's there. And, and Covers.com is where you go to start your betting process. Winning starts at Covers. And we are no, we're no better partner than to have our betting show partnered with Covers. And me and Pat are really pumped about it. Um, they've got over 500,000 members in their covers forum, Pat, 500,000. Hmm. That's a lot. And we're pumped. It's a lot of people. We are really pumped. So let me tell, let me tell the listeners, let me give a little background of what happened. And then I'm going to tell you what we're going to be doing for covers. Cause it's not just this show. Uh, a few, few weeks back, maybe a couple months back, I was, I was on the podcast and then I said something about, we're looking for one, one more like substantial partner to help us take it to the next level. And uh, there's actually a listener who has been a listener for over a year, a listener, a reader, um, a watcher on YouTube. And he is uh, Brandon Debray, who's the editor-in-chief at Covers.com. Great guy. Based out of Canada, they are. And he heard the call for the sponsors. And um, we had knew, we, you know, we knew about covers from doing like football, like looking up college football, NFL lines, it covers, they'll tell you like where the best, where the best odds are and stuff like that. So we had had some familiarity with them, but I had no idea that the editor in chief was a listener. We had no idea. We hooked up with Brandon and, um, it was, it was too easy and it made too much sense. And now for the next entire PJ tour season plus, uh, covers is going to be presenting our betting podcast and uh, we're going to be doing a lot of fun stuff with them. A lot of good content. What I'm really excited about, though, Pat, is a new piece of content that we're going to be doing over on Covers' website, on Covers.com, every week, probably late on Tuesday or maybe early on Wednesday. You are going to get an article on Covers.com for free. You don't have to, you don't have to pay anything. It's going to be a free article, and it's going to have some head-to-head betting matchups. We're picking a side. Head-to-head matchups that we like and, and top 20 and maybe a prop bet that we like as well. Uh, and, and I'm excited about that because that's not, that's not content we're really delivering to you anywhere else. We, I mean, we talk a little bit about top 20s that we're, we have early leans on here in this show, but we don't really narrow it down. The head-to-head betting matchups aren't out by the time we do this, when we do this show, so we really don't get a chance to talk through those. Uh, we analyze some of the, the head-to-head matchups in the, uh, you know, in the chalk bomb email, but we don't, really, we, we don't really nail down who we like, which one we think you should jump on. So that piece of content is going to be for free on Covers.com. Uh, you're going to want to look out for it. We'll be tweeting it, uh, putting it on Instagram. It'll be tagged in the nut hut as well whenever it hits. Every single week there's a tour event. That article will be there. Uh, we, just, we couldn't be happier with Covers, and it's an announcement we couldn't wait to make. So we're just going to do it right here on the front end. 
and uh, and thank them and thank you guys for supporting us. So join, like I said, over 500,000 current sports bettors on covers.com and start your research, start the betting process there on covers.com. And uh, we're, ha- we're happy to have them with us. And then at the end of every betting show, Pat, on this show, we're going to recap our betting picks and kind of give our early leans and like the favorites of the guys we talk about on the betting show and the names we think you need to jump on now because the number could be could be shorter if you don't move. And, and Covers is going to be presenting that as well, and, and we're proud to do that for them and, and for the listeners. So really pumped about it, Pat. It's, it's exciting stuff. Yeah. No, I'm ex- very excited to uh, be working with Covers. They are a f- fantastic group. So it's going to be a great year working with them. Uh, by the way, I'm not at a, you know, like a shady massage parlor. Uh, yeah, you look I'm like actually, you. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, uh, I'm in Atlanta. I'm in the ATL. I was, uh, I, was yeah. at the Brave, I was at the Braves playoff game today, which they won. And uh, so I'm in a conference room that this lovely hotel let me have. And so it's I'll the lighting kind of weird. I'll give you the red light special all through the night. In the comments, name who sings that. Name who sings that song. Pat's red light specialing yeah, it. I tonight. don't know. But if, if somebody comes in here that looks kind of funky and they start doing like rubbing my shoulders or like don't don't pay attention don't worry about pay it. no attention we'll don't go to we'll it. go to a single view we'll just just sam yeah, just will, go to single sam producer sam go to single view of yeah, just that TV. happens um yeah pat's traveling but dedicated appreciate the dedication homes to uh you know to the show bringing all the equipment hauling all that with you to atlanta coming down in a conference room in some basement of some wacky hotel uh, there you go. My boy Charlie's got it. Of course Charlie's got it. My Charlie's in the live chat. He nailed it. He knows. He knows what's up. He's Team DB. He, he knows his 90s hip-hop and R&B trivia. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get it. I get it. Um, yeah, so I, you know, thank you, man. Thank you. Props to you for doing, for doing your thing. Uh, also props to you, Pat, while we're giving you props. First PGA Tour winning bet of the season. Three events in Mr. Sung J.M. was on Pat's, not that anyone really cares, betting card this week at 33-1. to 1. But Sung you should have cared this week. You should have cared. Sung J. gets it done at the Shriners by, with an absolute heater of a Sunday round. Wins by four shots. Um, Pat nails him on the betting card. I didn't see a whole lot of people with Sung J. last week, and you, and you no, nailed it. Nobody wanted some Sung J. Was everybody concerned he was just going to be just going crazy in Vegas. Like, what, what was the deal with Sungjae? I didn't really think he was going to be going crazy in Vegas. I don't know what that was. I, I just, I think everybody was so caught up in a few other names, one of them being Matt Wolf, who finished runner-up, who we actually both, you liked a little more than me on the podcast, but we both agreed on. We actually put him in our DraftKings two-minute men GPP lineup, and then I wrote him up as a chalk bomb. So there you go. Yeah, uh, way to go. Yeah, but Sungjae, you hit the bet. Props to you. If you're wondering where you find Pat's Not That Anyone Really Cares betting card, you can find it only in two places, on Twitter and in the Nut Hut. Every Wednesday, uh, late afternoon, early evening, that's where you can find Pat's Not That Anyone Really Cares betting card. He hit a bunch of winners last, last year, last season, and he's already off to a good start here. You're, you're, you got one up on me for, for this season, Pat, so props to you. Thank you. Also, just want to make sure everybody knows that we've got another European Tour podcast coming out either late Tuesday or early Wednesday. It is the Estrella Dam. Andalusia, Andalusia Masters in Spain. Mm. Sergio Garcia's won it like four or five times. Uh, he's not the defending champion. He's not there this, this week. He's here at the CJ Cup. But our boy Mark Hill, resident uh, TJ 
Euro expert will be dropping the podcast wherever you listen to our show and on our YouTube channel. So you want to make sure and check that out. Uh, let's see. Other than that, Pat, I think that's it. We've got a brand new golf course this week in the Summit Club. We gave a more comprehensive course breakdown on the DraftKings show. We don't have to get into all that. I guess just tell me what's most important and maybe what are you looking at in terms of you know handicapping some of these guys here. Who are you looking at? What, what kind of golf are you looking for here? Well, here's the thing. This is, uh, like you mentioned, this is a, a course we have not seen before on tour at the Summit Club. It's a par 72, uh, just under 7,500 yards. A couple things just to note. Um, this is a 78-player field. <clears throat> There's no cut. <coughs> oh, God. Ah. Mm. Call, the, call the madam in there if you need a little help with something. Madam! <laughs> got some phlegm in the throat. Uh, anyway, um, you got bent grass greens this week. It's kind of a, a, a parkland-style golf course. It is a Tom Fazio design this week. You got pretty wide fairways. The bombers, though, are really going to be what I'm looking for. I mean, you got three drivable par fours. All four of the par fives here are, are you can reach in two if, you, if you're one of the longer hitters out here. We're at elevation also, so even the shorter hitters have a chance to, you know, to, to really be aggressive on this golf course. So I'm definitely looking at scoring stats. I'm looking at strokes gained off the tee. I'm looking at things like birdie or better percentage, par five scoring, maybe a little putting on bent grass greens. But look, we saw 24-under win last week for Sung JM. It's going to be probably at least that this week. I mean, maybe even more, which would yeah, be crazy. But, and, but I just saw one of the books only had the score at like 21. And I just don't, I don't think it's, that's, I don't think that's I, right. Well, I think the weather could be a factor. If they got high winds. I haven't looked at the weather. I haven't even looked at it. Is it high winds? That could be interesting. I, I think they, I've seen some wind that could be an issue. But I, I don't know yet. And we'll, we'll want to get in, you know, into the nut hut later on in the week and look at that. But. Look, I mean, this course should play very easy for these guys. We should have a ton of scoring. So you're going to want to look at the guys that are scoring lately, you know, birdie makers, eagle makers. There's going to be a lot of eagles this week. I mean, we even have stats that show us guys that consistently make eagles over a you know period of time on tour. So that's what I'm looking at, and, uh, you know, that, that's about it. Uh, so I'm looking, I went ahead and got in the nut hut real quick here on my phone and pulled up the, uh, the wind website we all use. Uh, I don't see a whole lot right now so far. So I, I don't know. I, I, so this place was built, not, not built. I'm sorry. It, this place was not built to be a PJ tour golf course. When it was designed, it was just a resort course it's a resort on course, the Vegas yeah. strip. Right. And so there is really no defense here. This was a last minute switch to this golf course rather than playing it in South Korea where the CJ Cup is typically supposed to be hosted there on Jeju Island. Um, so, you know, there's not a whole lot of defense to these tour players on this resort course, okay? Um, I guess they're probably tipping it out at the 7,400-yard mark, which Pat, Pat's uh, right there. It's playing at elevation, thin air. It's probably not going to play anywhere near even 7,300 yards. It's probably going to be less than that. So, uh, you know, I think these guys are just going to feast with no wind. And I could see this thing. I could see this thing getting into the high twenties potentially. Yeah, you you give this level of field four rounds to go ahead and throw some, you know, be aggressive, make a bunch of birdies and eagles. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for. I think you know you're looking for aggressive players that are make that can make birdies, that can make eagles, that um that have the win equity, and uh, and I. Personally, if I'm picking outrights, I definitely prefer picking someone 
who has played an event already for this season. So the Fortinet, the Sanderson, the Shriners. This is the fourth event of the PGA Tour season. So I like someone who's already kind of gotten the rust off from the playoffs and the slight little you know, one-week break we had. Uh, I like somebody that's already gone out there and done that. You got some names here that are making their first appearance since the Ryder Cup, Pat. And I mean, what do you think about the potential hangover for a Ryder Cup player? I, we saw it last week a little bit with Harris English, although it was all putting. But do you feel like some of these guys coming off the Ryder Cup having not played maybe, you know, a lot of the Euro guys went ahead and played the Alfred Dunhill, but a lot of some of these American players we have not seen since the Ryder Cup. What do you what do you think about those those guys? Yeah, I mean, I think there's something to that. I think um, historically, and I don't even have it in front of me. So, I mean, I'm in the ho- I'm in the hotel, so I don't have. There's things he's I in a hotel, have. people. There's things he's, I don't have. He's in not front in a shady massage parlor. He's in a hotel. There's things not here that are normally here. Yes, but uh, I feel like over you know, like the last few years after the Ryder Cup, these guys kind of like don't really play all that well, you know, and they're, they're kind of not into it. It takes them a little while to get up to speed. It's not really just the Ryder cup to me. It's some, you know, with some of the top players, you know, after the tour championship, everything else they got going on, you know, they're going on trips or doing whatever they're, you know, they're, I, I just think it's, it takes them a little while to get back into, in, into gear. And, uh, so I, I just, I think that's, that's an issue for sure with some of these top guys as well. Yeah, and I think it's well. Well, actually, we'll get into that here in a minute with the top of the betting board. All right. So um, one other thing we have to know is we have to note is you know we talked about the nut hut. We've already been I've already been in it while I've been on the show on the app on the Discord app. Mm. But um, in the nut hut, we have the crypto and NFT channel where we're talking crypto. I go in there and I, t- I said it on the last show. I go in there and do a little peep and tom and you know I just kind of look around. I don't say anything because I don't want to sound stupid. I don't want to speak out of turn. But I go in, I peep and tom on what you know, what I should be buying. And our friends at Kraken are sponsoring the Tour Junkies podcast. So if you're interested in investing into cryptocurrencies but aren't sure where to get started, check out the Kraken app. With Kraken, you can buy and sell over 50 of the most popular cryptos like Bitcoin, Dogecoin, Ethereum, and and so on. And you can do it on the go and you can do it 24-7. It's really easy to get started. You just download the app, create your account, you're investing in minutes, right? One of the coolest things about buying crypto on Kraken is you don't have to have a ton of money. So yeah, Bitcoin may be 40 grand. But you don't have to have 40 grand. You can buy $10 worth of Bitcoin right there on the Kraken to just get your feet wet. Find out for yourself. It's one of the highest rated crypto apps over the last 10 years. They've been around a while. This is not a startup, okay? So visit kraken.com slash tourjunkies. That's K-R-A-K-E-N.com slash tourjunkies to learn more or search for Kraken in the App Store. Shout out Kraken. All right, Pat, let's talk about some outrights here for the CJ Cup. Top of the betting board. Favorites up to twenty-five to one. Now, you know you definitely want to shop the better, you know, the best books around. We tend to only talk about a few here, but you know you can go to covers.com and get plenty of other insight on where you could you could shop around. At the top of this board, though, Pat, there. I guess actually, I'm just going to give you one name. There's one name that I could find at twenty-five to one on, uh, and the, the better number I found was on points bet. And it's none other than than Sam Burns. Like, uh, I'm just gonna ride shocker. ride that horse till he bucks me. Okay, yeah. finished first at the Sanderson. Obviously, just won a second tour event just a couple of weeks ago, and and he tends to keep it going for a little bit. Like once he gets hot, and I think so. We saw him finish 14th at the Shriners. I think he kind of faded on the weekend a little bit. The, the putter went a little cold on him, or whatever. 
but he finished 14th at the Shriners, but had a chance to to even, you know, at a certain point, uh, he was near the lead or at the lead at the, for the Shriners. So I think Sunday was kind of rough for him. But, I mean, this kid is a killer. He's proven he's a killer. And he's a, he's a winner. And at 25-1 to 1 at the top of the board in a seven, really, I mean, it's a 78-man field, but really and truly, if we're talking outrights, guys that can actually come up and win this golf tournament, you're really talking maybe 60 guys. And even from there, you're narrowing that down greatly beyond that um, of guys that actually have like more than a 1% chance of winning this thing. So Sam Burns, for me, at 25 to 1 on points bet is the pick. I mean, I think you can't argue with him. He's, I, I don't know. I think he just continues to like getting large wire transfers into his bank account on Wednesdays from the tour, and I think he keeps it rolling. Okay. I don't mind that at all. I mean, you know, you got to kind of ride the hot hand at times, and he has definitely got the hot hand right now, so I like that. And, and with the birdie fit, like with you needing to be aggressive and score a lot, yeah. I mean, no one's scoring better than him right now. Like, no one. So I, I think you keep going. Well, my two in here are at 20 to 1 and then also 25 to 1. But at 20 to 1, Jordan Spieth. Mm. You know, you talk about all the guys up top here, and there's, there's several that are, uh, are much shorter than he is. But if I'm going to get Jordan at 20 to 1 on a course like this, that we've got some altitude where, you know, we know he's not the longest hitter on tour, and he's also not the straightest hitter on tour. These fairways are wide. I think there's going to be a ton of scoring. He puts extremely well on bent grass greens. I mean, he's third in the field putting on bent grass greens. He's always been good. I mean, like his entire career, he just knows how to put these greens with, with whatever undulation they're going to have, which Tom Fazio does put a lot of undulation in his greens. I think Spieth makes a whole lot of sense here at 20 to 1. I love him this week. Um, I think he's a great bet. I think that's a good number for him. So I'll do that. And then also right there at 25 to 1, Tony Finau. I mean, look, Finau has it been one of those guys where we're always afraid to bet him because we know he doesn't, he doesn't win. But guess what? He really kind of changed that narrative a couple months ago when he won. Um, so it used to be just that he, you know, he won the Puerto Rico Open and, and whatever else, and, and that was it. And you know, every time you bet him, it was just wasted money because he's never going to win. Well, then he goes out and wins the Northern Trust. And, uh, you know, and that was just barely over a month and a half ago. I think Tony Finau, in that, I said then when he won that I think that could open the floodgates for more wins. This could be a great week for that. He's just got to keep it up with the scoring, which I think he can do. He's been playing well. So I like t- Tony Finau there at 25 to 1. I like the Finau play. I think that's a good number at 25 to 1 as well. I, I like the Finau play. He's obviously Mormon, happily married. A bunch of kids. I think the Vegas factor plays no role there for him. Similar to uh, to Webb last week, except Webb missed the cut. So hopefully Fina. Well, there's no cut to miss here. So I think we're good. I do want to talk about a couple more names up here, though, Pat. The first one is a name I think we people should stay away from. I talked about this in the last show. It's hard to stay away from a guy up here because it's full mm-hmm. of big names. But you have to plant your flag. You can't bet on all these guys, right? You you shouldn't. Okay, you got to plant your flag somewhere. And I'm planting a flag on avoiding. Colin Morikawa. We didn't talk about this in the intro, but there are, there are two names in this field who are known members of this golf club that live in Las Vegas, and that would be Colin Morikawa and young Maverick McNeely. Colin Morikawa, at one point, held the course record here at, this, at the Summit Club with a 62 until uh, Maverick McNeely shot a 61. So it's like, okay, well, the, you know, Colin's one of the guys that has 
uh, knowledge of the golf course, familiar, comfortable, uh, hometown, whatever. Shot the course record at one point. And I, all that's great. But I think because he's Colin Morikawa and because uh, people will see the course record and member narrative, he's going to be a little, you know, he's going to be popular in DFS. And I think in betting, I don't like where he's at in terms of winning. You know, you could see the win coming at the Open Championship. Look at his ball striking leading up to the Open Championship. He was literally positive in strokes gained off the tee, which is harder for him to do because he doesn't hit it very far. He was positive in strokes gained off the tee and in strokes gained approach for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine consecutive events leading up to his Open Championship victory, okay? Including a fourth at the U.S. Open and a second at Memorial before that. The form was coming. It was hitting you in between the eyes with Colin Morikawa. Since the Open Championship, he's been terrible. I mean, 26th at the St. Jude, which was a no-cut event, missed cut at the Northern Trust, 63rd at the BMW out of 73 players, and 26th at the Tour Championship out of 30 players. He's negative one stroke gained on approach since his U.S. Open win and negative 4.2 strokes off the tee since his U.S. Open win. And I think people are going to think that he's back because he played okay at the Ryder Cup. And I just don't know that the Ryder Cup is the type of event that you need to take that away from. You know, like, unless you watched all the shots, and even then, like, it's just a different, you know, it's just a different format. You know, you're, these guys aren't playing it the same way. So in a birdie fest where you need Morikawa on his best behavior with them damn irons, we're not seeing it since the U.S. Open. So I think staying away from him in terms of an outright play makes all the sense in the world. The name I want to ask you about hmm. is Rory McIlroy, a guy that you're usually in, you're usually in love with. But I see a question here in the in the YouTube live chat from our friend Taylor McCutcheon, who, by the way, is now writing a weekly article on TourJunkies.com's blog about things outside of DFS embedding, just kind of random golf culture content. His newest article is up right now, talking about the Ryder Cup and talking about Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, and will he be able to kind of retain the fandom and love that he got at the Ryder Cup after? So Taylor McCutcheon is uh, now doing some guest writing for us. Great stuff from him. Go check it out on tourjunkies.com blog page. But Taylor asked in the chat, are y'all surprised that Rory is even playing here? He says, I thought he might put down the sticks for months after the Ryder Cup. Thought he was incredibly burned out, as everyone knew, if you, unless you were living under a rock. Uh, Rory, for sure, um, you know, had, had that, that interview that was just very candid and very, um, you know, very heartfelt, but he did sound tired. He sounded worn out. He sounded beat down. He sounded a little bit defeated. So what do you think about Rory this week? Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't think Rory is, for one, he's not injured as far as we know, right? No, I don't think he's injured. Is he injured? Other than maybe his pride. Um, you know, he had a bad week at the Ryder Cup. He hasn't had a great season, really, although he did have a win. I mean, he freaking won the Wells Fargo. Um, not great by Rory standards. I'm not surprised he's here. And I actually think this is a good course fit for him. Um, I don't know if he'll win, no. but it doesn't surprise me that he's playing. I mean, he's a competitive person. Like, why, why would we think that because he gave an interview where he was sad because he, he didn't do his he, – he's passionate about the Ryder Cup. He, he loves the Ryder Cup. He did not perform his best. He felt like he let his team down. Um, and then he gives a very heartfelt interview. And, like, this is 
I have a problem with, and I don't have a problem with Taylor. Love you, Taylor. But I have a problem with when we read too much into what these guys say in interviews, okay? They are professional golfers. They, they, have, they are very competitive, and they want to win. As long as Rory is not injured, because he's one of the most skilled golfers on the planet, okay? As long as he's not injured and he's actually, you know, here, I think he wants to win. And I don't think he's like like got some mental issues or anything like that. I mean, Rory is just like I mean, he is telling you like it is when he like if when he gives an interview. Okay, but just, but isn't that a little contradictory to what you just said? Like he does tell he's one of the only ones that does tell you like it is, and I think. But he didn't tell but you. You just he, said he, don't read too much into it. But I think what he told you is not that he has some mental block or some mental issue or no, the yips but, or anything. But I think what he told you is he was kind of tired. And he was kind of lacking a little bit of motivation. No, he didn't say he was tired. He was say, he said he didn't play his best, and he didn't he he let he thought he let his team down. Yeah, he never said he was tired. Maybe I read into that. I, I don't know. I didn't hear that. I mean, obviously, we know. I didn't this. hear that. I heard that he let his team down, and he and he was he was upset with how they performed. I don't see that as any reason to like totally jump ship on Rory, who's I think one of the best players in the world. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it. E- I think he easily could win this week and shock us all. The thing is, I think the odds suck for him. I wish the odds were a little higher. Yeah, what, where is he at right now? He's sixteen to one. Yeah, I mean, Rory can win. He's still talented enough. He can win anytime he puts a tee in the ground, which you know um, could definitely happen. I, I think. I mean, we saw that. We we saw that a little bit at the mat. I mean, at the uh, Wells Fargo, he'd missed two cuts prior to that, and then he comes out and wins. But. The irons were in a little bit better place. He's he's been a little lackluster, but we know Rory. Th- this place is built for him. I mean, you, wide open, Ooh. short track with reach, reachable par fives and par fours. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's Rory. That's the top of the board. Let's let's move on. Let's move okay. on, Pat. Yeah, I didn't realize where you were going to go this direction. Well, you know, I think it's interesting conversation, interesting debate. Um, mid range, I love. I mean, I love this. Obviously, I only had one name in the shorter, shorter range. Um, I, 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 I'm gonna have a hard time narrowing it down. I tell you what, I'm gonna do. See, I only have two for you. Great. So. I'm gonna let you start, and it'll probably be two that I've already got written down, and then I'll make a decision after that. No, so. I bet, I bet you don't have no. one of these guys. There's no way you have one of these guys okay. written down. But I'm only gonna give you. I two. mean, I got literally like almost every name in this range written down. So okay. Go well, ahead. one is a guy that is. I'm going a little longer in this range because we're looking at 26 to one all the way up to 75 to one. Yeah. Okay. I like Sergio Garcia at 50 to one. Nope. I don't I like think- that one. Well, what did I just say? I said you weren't going to have this guy on this on your yeah, card. Yeah, okay. I like Sergio. I, you know, I don't necessarily think this is a Sergio type course, which is a ball strikers course. But look, this dude can make putts on this course. He's been playing well lately. I like that about him. We're getting him at fifty to one. You know, we've talked about the fact that yes, bombers are going to have an advantage here, but. You know, with the elevation and everything else, I think he can score out here. I think he, I mean, you look at how he did. In the, we're talking about Ryder Cup with Rory. How about Ryder Cup with Sergio? Yeah. I he just, was fantastic. Now, just when you thought that, that John Rahm was carrying the team, he came through with some damn good shots and looked very good at the Ryder Cup. And it's not just there. I mean, he, he has, he's had some good finishes lately on tour. So it's not like that. It's like out of nowhere that he could play well this week. I mean, hell, last year, nobody thought he could play well, and then he wins the Sanderson Farms in the fall. Yeah. So, there you go. And then HV3 at 70, 70 to 1. 
I love that for him. Harold Varna the third. I think this is a great spot for him, a great course for him, and uh, big fan at seventy to one. So those are the two guys that I'll give you. HV three is another interesting one. I mean, we talked a little bit about it on the drafting show. He's coming off having a baby. I literally think his wife had a baby yesterday, which was Sunday. I think it was it was either Saturday or Sunday. That's fantastic. Which is you know you got the nappy factor. You know some people may say, well, is is he going to be thinking about his wife? Is he going to be tired? What are we going to you know? He's he has been playing great, and he doesn't get a whole lot of at bats at these no cut, guaranteed money hit and giggle competitions. The question is, do we think he could he could He's going to break through and win his first PGA Tour event at a field as strong as this one? I think probably not. Um, I like him a little more in DFS than I do in betting. But, yeah. Well, damn it. You didn't name any, any player that I had written down here. So that means I have to do a lot of narrowing down quickly. So at the short end of this range, so that, that up to 75 to 1 but longer than 25, I think. I think I'm I think I'm going to say I think Louis gets it done which is I mean talk about betting a guy outright to uh that, that never wins welcome to Louis season but I mean he came so close obviously we saw it all year last year he had one of his best years on the PJ tour um I mean multiple runner ups incredible stuff comes out after the tour championship has a month off comes to the Shriners last week and doesn't skip a beat ball striking just Gains a ton of strokes on approach, off the tee, around the green. The putter was cold, and it was one of his colder weeks with the putter, and he was probably the best putter on the PGA Tour last year. So do I think that that continues to happen? No, I do not. I think he picks it up. Uh, he gains strokes on bent grass greens. He's still showing that he's one of the premier ball strikers in the game of golf. Um, and, you know, like, like we kept saying, Tony Finau would never win again I mean, or win a real event. It, nobody says it's going to happen until it happens. So Louis at twenty-eight to one on points bet. Uh, after that, I guess I'll go into the back end of this range. I love I love young Aaron Wise, who is playing really well, who uh, is a bomber off the tee. He's gonna he's gonna get he's gonna get take it deep. All right, ball strike. Why do you call him young Aaron Wise? Because like, he is a lot of people his age. He's like I know, like, but like, I, he sounds- looks he looks boyish. He looks boyish. Yeah, they, I was about to say, there's got to be a reason you say young To me, Aaron he just Wise. looks like a boy. My bad. I mean, that's not an insult. I mean, good for him. He just looks younger than some of these other guys. But anyway, uh, <laughs> finished eighth at the Shriners. I mean, he's been playing super solid um, since really the middle of the, of the summer. He's been playing solid. Ball striking. Everything's there. He is a PJ Tour winner. It's been a while. It's been a while, but he's been in contention. He has been in contention so Aaron Wise is at 60 to 1 on points bet I like that uh, and then I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Siwoo at 65 to 1 I'm wearing the t-shirt tonight Siwoo I mean listen did he have a little stumble last week yes he did at the Shriners but it wasn't it wasn't uh, he, he didn't scramble like he normally does he had like his worst he had his worst uh, strokes gain around the green uh, day or or tournament two days than he's had since August of 2019. Like Sung Jay is in is a one of the best scramblers on the PGA Tour, and he had his worst two rounds since August 2019. And that's you know he still didn't hit the ball great, but that's why he missed the cut. Before that, he was an eighth and an eleventh place finish at the first two events of the season. So 
I, I think Sung Jae could bounce back here. I love that this is a, a place where you got to be aggressive. You hit it long off the tee. You, you score. That's what Sung Jae does. So I'm in on Sung Jae at 65 to 1 on DraftKings. Um, there's other names in here. So we'll just have to see how DB's Big Ball's betting card rounds out at the end of the week. But I love this range. All right, moving on. Up to 125 to 1, Pat. I only have, mm. I'll, well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to give one name and then I'm going to let you go because I don't want to steal your thunder like I did on the DFS show. I got a feeling we got a same name here. Yeah, we got but the same name. The name for me is, a, is on repeat and it's Maverick McNeely. It is the current course record holder at the Summit Club, um, Las Vegas resident, and the kid is playing great. Okay, he's fourth in this field in the last 24 rounds on strokes gained par five scoring. He's, uh, his iron play is improving. He hits it plenty long off the tee. He's a great total driver of the ball. The distance and accuracy is there for Mav. He's a tremendous putter, and he's been close to that first win. He has been close. A runner-up at the Fortinet. We saw him contend at the RBC back, back in the spring. Runner-up at the AT&T Pro-Am. Like, he's one of those. If I, if I pick a young guy like this, I like to pick a guy who has been in it late on Sunday and has felt the heat of battle, you know? And he has. So I think every time he gets closer, he's going to be better at closing the door. And at 80 to 1 on DraftKings, I think Mav's the play. Okay. I don't mind that. I've got a few for you here. And I think uh, one of them you're going to just actually, I think everybody is going to be 100% against me. And then oh. uh, two, two you might like. But uh, I'll start with Keegan Bradley at six, uh, excuse me, at 100 to 1. I like Keegan Bradley. I mean, you look at his stats. I mean, checks the box off the tee. Top 10 in both approach and opportunities gained, which is a scoring stat we like to look at. So I think Keegan Bradley is a, is a good play there at 100 to 1. He's 130 Another, to 1 on DraftKings, by the way. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, so I would have him in the next range. Yes. Okay. But well, I, then, I like the play. Well, then I'll go with Johnny Vegas. Yeah, there it is. 100 to 1. There it is. Love some Johnny Vegas here. Top five in the field off the tee. 14th in approach, top 10 in birdie or better percentage, top 15 in par 5 scoring. I mean, you want to look at Eagles. I mean, he even checks a box and Eagles gained. He is a top 15 in that area. So Johnny Vegas at 100 to 1, I think makes a lot of sense. I, I, I like that. Him. I like that one. Um, so, yeah, I guess I guess Keegan, uh, I was looking at a, at, a, at a pretty poor number there, which happens. That's why you got to go to sites like covers and things like that. Yeah, there you go. Look, um, look at you. But anyway, uh, here's a number I know you're not going to like, but I'm still going to bet it. I don't care because I don't think you're going to get Jason Day oh! at a higher number ever than 90 to oh. 1. 90 to 1, Jason Day. I'm going, I'm going with Jason Day. Okay. I'm taking a flyer on it. I think that who knows what can happen? Who knows? Pat, what, what, what? What sorry, what sorry book are you looking at? Hmm. He okay, he's a hundred and thirty to one on DraftKings. Is he really? Yes. What what are you looking at? Okay, I'll go. I want hundred thirty to one, Jason Day. God dog, I, I hate him. I hate him as bad at hundred and thirty to one. No, to, I like to, him even more. To win, Pat. Pat to win. Hundred thirty to one to win. I'll take it. Uh, I mean, you're just going to give up all the units you just won from the Sungjae from the Sungjae. I don't bet. care. I'm up. I'm up from Sungjae. Jason Day has not won since May of 2018. 
I don't care. He wins this 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 week. He wins. Okay. How about this? I get to pick someone at 130 to one or longer, also on DraftKings, to go up against Jason Day, and we make a bet. Okay, let's do it. Okay, but they got to be at the same number. Yeah, same number. Okay, or same, here's a guy the exact same number: Cameron Davis, Aussie versus Aussie. Okay, let's do it. Yes, yes. I thought you liked Cameron Davis a little bit. I, I don't care. I, I don't think I you're going to bet that I am number. that confident in Jason Day okay. that I'm going to take him over Cam Davis. Okay. Love this bet. Aussie versus Aussie. Old Aussie with like uh, 50, 11 kids versus young Aussie Cam Davis, who I think is recently married and will not respond to any of my Instagram DMs asking him to come on our podcast, but that's neither here nor there. Um, okay, let's do this, Pat. We, we did not plan on spinning the betting wheel on tonight's show. We were going to save that for, you know, January and February when people start giving a rip about this podcast again when, when NFL's over. But I, th- I think we spin the betting wheel. Producer Sam has it always by his side. I say we spin the betting wheel. And uh, oh, look at that. Look at, look at this. What an operation. <laughs> this is great. There's, okay. the, there's the high-end betting wheel. Wow, that, it's not even centered. That we have. <laughs> that drives Pat crazy. Um, okay, Pat, do we just do better finish position? That's it? Like closest to because we're talking outrights here. This is closest. It's an to outright, winning. so it's just got to be better finish position. Better finish position. Is there any tiebreaker if they both finish like T thirty? Any tiebreaker? Uh, tiebreaker would be most birdies. Birdies are better, or just birdies? Like birdies and eagles. Birdies are better. Yeah, birdies are better. Yeah. Okay, most okay, most birdies are better as a tiebreaker. All right, here's what is on the betting wheel. We've added some new things. Here's, here's what we have. The baby food challenge. Edward 40 hands, where one of us would have to tape a 40 ounce to our hand and keep it there the whole show until we finish the drink. A ranch water shot. A Brooks and Dunn TikTok dance, which I really hope you'd get to do. A, fun Halloween, a full Halloween mask show, so we have to wear a full-on mask for an entire show. The shoe shot, taking a shot out of the shoe, a ranch water times two, so double the ranch water shot. That, that makes me gag a little bit. Spicy pepper challenge, prank call the next venue. We would record that, play it here on the show, where we prank call, prank call the next golf course hosting a PJ Tour event. And finally, you eat out a pumpkin. And explain, awkward silence. Can you, explain, can you explain that one? <laughs> You gotta, um, you gotta get in there and and eat a pumpkin, scoop a pumpkin. You know, like eat a pumpkin, an uncooked pumpkin. Yeah, you do it. You do a pumpkin uncooked. That's what you gotta do. Um, all right, dear Lord, uh, producer Sam, if you will spin, producer Sam, please. I'm dying here. I'm dying here. Here we go. Eat out a pumpkin. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. Are you ready? Yes. I hope it's not eat the pumpkin. <laughs> That's a vigorous spin. Vigorous spin, and it is. Oh, it's baby oh, food challenge. We almost uh, got eat the pumpkin. Oh, <laughs> Should I just push it over? Should I just push it over? No, you can't do that, Sam. I this really don't want to eat the baby. I swear to you, I would rather eat a pumpkin, eat out a pumpkin, than than do a scoop of baby food. I just the baby food thing. Can it be any baby food? Did we decide, or is it just like? 
I don't know, man. I, I struggle with ba- like I struggled feeding my kids baby food. I really don't want okay, that to happen. Okay. Well, but there it is. Leave. There's the bet. Cam Davis versus Jason Day. I have never felt more confident in a bet in my life. By the way, if Jason Day withdraws, you lose. If he withdraws, you lose. I get it. I get it. I knew that going into it. I, you don't have to explain that to me. All right. Is that all you have in that range? <laughs> yes. Okay. I mean, I basically went into the hundred. The, the yeah, other you range did. With no wonder you had so many in this range because you weren't freaking line shopping. People, don't how be- was I supposed to line shop when I'm at the Braves game all day today? I was just looking at people. Like- don't be what. Don't be like Pat. Yeah, don't go to do other things like live your life. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do other things. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Man, we were we were one slight rotation away from eating out one of us eating out a pumpkin. <laughs> Eat a pumpkin. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sam is really upset we did not land on that. Well, he was also cr- like, now I know why Sam needs his his mic muted most of the show. Yeah. All right. Uh, Cam Davis is one of my favorites in this range. Speaking of that, uh, he's one of my favorites over one twenty five to one. You get him on on the four par fives. You get him on short par fours. He can drive. And the play is is trending now. His best surface is bent grass putting surfaces, which is normally where he tends to have an issue anyway. And he, you know, he's a bomber. He scores on these par fives. Like, look at him. And last week at the Shriners, two and a half strokes gained off the tee, three and a half almost gained on approach. And now he comes to his best putting surface. I love Cam Davis at one thirty to one. You mentioned him earlier. I agree with you on Keegan Bradley. I like that call. I got one more like. Super bomb, Pat. It's almost as bomb as you can get out here, other than picking one of the guys that qualified on the Korean tour uh, to be here. But Hudson Swafford is 300 to 1 on drafting. Mm. He's 300 to 1. Now, you know, he finished second at Congaree, which you were there. Congaree's a Tom Fazio course. We obviously picked him to win back at the Corrales Punta Cana a year ago. So maybe we can rekindle some of that magic. And he, he kind of picked up some form again at the Northern Trust. And during the playoffs, Northern Trust and BMW, he, he grabbed a little bit of form. Started off the new season, miscut, miscut, 56th last week. But he gains, he's positive off the tee, positive on approach, uh, miss, missing it on the putter. But he, he gained strokes with the, with the flat stick on bent grass as a whole. Listen, 300 to 1, I mean, that guy's probably not winning in this field. But that kind of leads me to some top 20s, at least. He's 25 to 1. Or, sorry, top 10s. He's 25 to 1 to, to finish top 10. I think that's doable. And that's a big, big, big number. So I like looking at the top 10s. We, we're going to talk top 10s here in this field since the field's kind of cut in half from what we normally do. So I think the odds are somewhat more equivalent to a top 20 bet. Uh, but Swafford at 25 to 1 and 300 to 1 outright, like just throw a little fractional unit on Swafford at 301. He's a proven winner on the PJ Tour. It, it'd be bananas if that happened, by the way. Absolute bananas. Almost as bananas as Jason Day beating Cam Davis in a golf tournament right now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, other top tens. Pat, you want to start kind of like with your shortest number and kind of work me down to some top tens you're kind of looking at early? Yeah. We'll look at a few top tens here that I like. Um, you know, I think, you know, here's the thing with top tens. I, I like to get at least a little value. feel like I'm not just like. Always good. Yeah, always you know, good. Betting some sort of, you know, head-to-head, getting, you know, plus 110 or something like that. But 
If I'm looking at top 10, some of the ones that I like out right out the gate, Harris English plus 275 might be able to get, I'm just looking at one book, may be able to get that at a better number somewhere else. But yep, I like Harris I like English at, at a, as a top 10 there at plus 275. Another guy, you know, right there, you know, a little like you know, Mark Leishman plus 350, top 10. He's got two straight top five finishes. Yeah. Why can't he make it three straight and get a top 10 plus 350 there at Mark is Mark Leishman. I like that number there. And then I'll give you one more and I'll let you go. Um, another guy that I think has just been, you know, very consistent lately. Um, when, you, when you look at just the way he's been playing all year long, um, just solid, like across the board, week in and week out, you know, maybe not, you know, He's not winning golf tournaments, but I think top 10 is just, you know, definitely in the realm of possibility. Cameron Tringali. We haven't even talked about him at all this week, but he's oh, in plus 450. Geez. I like that number there. There's so much to talk about with Cameron Tringali. I could do a whole show on Cameron Tringali. Good Lord. I, I, I like him a lot, and I pick him a lot, but man, yeah. put it together for four rounds, man. A golf tournament's mm. four rounds. Jeez. I'm just talking top ten. I know, I'm man. Saying. I know. I'm just. I'm. I'm working through my own. I'm working through my own internal struggles with Cameron Tringali at the moment. All right. Uh, up top, a guy I haven't talked about on this show, but I talked about him extensively uh, on the DFS shows. Victor Hovland. Uh, he's plus two forty to finish top ten. I mean, Hovland. The ball striking has been. Tr- I think he gained over almost eleven strokes off the tee in approach last week, but still finished forty fourth because he had a horrendous around the green week. Um, and that was pretty much it. So I love Hovland plus two forties, a top 20. Um, you know, Maverick McNeely, six to one top 20. I like that. I like, um, I'm sorry, top 10. I keep saying top 20, top 10. I like, I like Wise plus four fifty, the top ten. So those are, those are a few. Um, yeah, that's probably it. But I do have a new. I do have one other name I want to give you here at the end. Let him hang predictions, Pat. I got one. Do you have a let him hang did, prediction? Yeah, I have one. By the way, I think last week again my two football legs of the let him hang prediction hit, and the the golf part did not. I think. I don't remember. Well, the golf one's harder to hit. Golf one's harder to hit. I've, I've got one. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm, mine's gonna be you another little first. three-way parlay. Another three-way parlay here with golf and football. Victor Hovland just talked about him. Top ten plus two forty. Okay, I'm rolling with Bama minus seventeen and a half over Mississippi State. Bama coming off a loss. I know Mississippi State's supposed to be decent, and they're at Mississippi State. I don't care. Bama coming off a loss. I will take. The points minus 17 and a half on Bama. You could probably get a better number if you check covers.com, but I love, I, I'll take Bama to cover that all day long. And then Ole Miss to cover minus three versus Tennessee. A couple of SEC battles, and I know Tennessee's hot right now. Tennessee's coming in off two big wins, but I think they could be a little fraudulent. And I'm looking at, I'm looking at Tennessee, the, the other wins they've had, the games that they've lost. Looking at Ole Miss, I think Ole Miss covers this game even against Tennessee at home. So that three-way parlay would give you a plus eleven sixty-seven. So almost twelve to one there. 
Okay. Hmm. I don't mind. It's good. I mean, you come up with some crazy ones here. Um, how, do, how do you feel about my, my Bama cover and my Ole Miss cover? I think, I think you're right. I think they both cover. I like those. I, I feel like those better ones. about the Bama one. I feel better about the Bama one, if I'm honest. But, but I like them both. Who was the golf play in there? Hovland top 10 plus 240. Okay. All right, well, I'm going to give you one. Of, this is a little bit longer shot, but I, I, really, I feel really good about this one, okay? All right, so the golf play is going to be Keegan Bradley as a top 10, and he's 9-1 to one to top 10 for Oof. Keegan. Oof. Which I, I think that's a, that's a pretty good number in itself yeah. if you just want to go Keegan 9-1. to one. But here's what I'm going to do. Thursday night, Tampa Bay Buccaneers... Tom Brady's been fantastic. He just came off. He's coming off one of his best games of his career against the Miami Dolphins. They yeah. slaughtered. Okay. They're going against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles are at home coming off a win over the Panthers on the road, which I think was a very good win for them because I think the Panthers are kind of sneaky good, especially their defense. So they're at plus 250 on the money line. Philadelphia Eagles plus 250. So I'm going to go with the money line. I'm not even going to take the points. I'm okay. going to go money, money line Philadelphia Eagles on Thursday night, along with Keegan Bradley, the top 10 at 9-1. to one. That's going to give you 34-1 to one on that parlay. So I'm going to take the, both of those bets. That's going to be the let them hang play I, I, of the week. I like that. That is a let them hang prediction. I really like that. Look, here, it, anything can happen in the NFL. It's happening right now while we're talking. The Colts are beating the Ravens at, at home. At, at Baltimore, the yeah. Wait, we, we didn't even think that would happen. No. I feel like sometimes with the Patriots, not the Patriots, say the Patriots, but I mean Tom Brady. <laughs> I think sometimes they kind of, like he has some letdown games. He could do, that could happen this week after a huge week, you know, last week. You know, and he's you on the road. You just said week like six times in one sentence. That's all I heard. Week, week, week. Anyway. Yeah. E- Eagles money line. Keegan Bradley top 10, 34 to 1. Ah, I like that. I like that. I might bet that myself. Love it. All right, Pat. Let's uh we got we got our last segment tonight. Now, this is a new segment presented by our friends at Covers, obviously. We're gonna kind of give you the early leans and uh and you know picks recap. Okay. Um, hold on. What? What jeez. Sam producer Sam. Pay attention, Sam. Pay attention, Sam. Um, All right, presented by Covers.com. We're going to give you our early leans and picks recap. So we mentioned a bunch of names here. Okay, we mentioned a bunch of names tonight. We're going to tell you the names in just a couple minutes here that we like the most, and we think you need to jump on the line now if you can find that number or better now because it could get shorter. A few outrights and a couple top tens for me, Pat. My favorite outrights that I've mentioned so far would be Louie. At 28 to 1. I'm down with Louis winning. I think he finally gets it done on a PGA Tour event that's not a major. 28 to 1, Louis, I'll take it. 60 to 1, Aaron Wise in hot form. 65 to 1, Siwoo Kim. Love Siwoo coming in in good form. Stumbled a little bit last week, but aggressive player, long off the tee. He's going to be just fine. I'm not worried about the, the miscut last week, not at all. And Maverick McNeely at 80 to 1 current course record holder at the Summit Club, fellow member here at, uh, at the Summit Club with, with Colin Morikawa. He's at 80-1 to 1 outright and has been knocking on the door. Bang, bang. 
Maverick McNeely's been knocking on the door. What if the young kid gets it done here against this big, uh, kind of, you know, big field here? This is a lot of big names here. So I like the, those are probably the four outrights that I look at the number and I think, I think Louie's number is going to get shorter. And I think McNeely's number is for sure going to get shorter uh, as more people kind of come onto that. And then I got two picks at a top 10 number. The first one is, um, uh, is Aaron Weiss, and, and it's top 10 at plus 450, and then Maverick, Maverick McNeely at 6-1. to one. I'm doubling down on Wise and Mav. Those are two guys I really, really like coming in here, both showing good form, both hit it long enough, aggressive young players uh, who can score in bunches, and that's what it's going to take to win here at this event that I think we could see 25, 28 under win this freaking golf tournament with no wind in Vegas. Those are probably the favorite picks I think you need to jump on right now. All right, for me, I'm going to go with Jordan Spieth at 20 to 1, and then also Tony Finau at 25 to 1. I like those two a lot this week, um, the shorter numbers. And we have seen typically in these World Golf Championship events, even though I know it's not a WGC event, but it's, you know, it's a no cut field and whatever else, that the cream does rise to the top. So I do like some of the shorter numbers. But so Jordan and Tony Finau, 20 to 1 and 25 to 1, I like. I like Finau. I like. I like that final bet. I like HV3, Harold Varna the third there at 70 to one. I think that's a great number for him. So I will play him. And then a couple long shots for me, Johnny Vegas at a hundred to one. I think that is a great number. And then, um, who was the other I like one? the Vegas number too. I like Sorry. Johnny Vegas at a hundred to one. And then Keegan Bradley at 130 to one. I also, I'll, Go on top of that, Keegan Bradley at nine to one, who I just mentioned in my, uh, you know, my let him hang play. I think that nine to one bet for top ten is good for him. And then if you're looking at just top tens, Harris English plus two seventy five. I think that's a great number for a top ten bet for him. And then another one I'll go with Mark Leishman three and a half to one plus three fifty. There, I like that as well. I don't know that I remember seeing your you have this much affection for Keegan Bradley in the past. Yeah. Normally big. I'm a Keegan guy and you're you're kinda like, eh. I like big it. Though. Keegan week. I like I like Keegan this week too. So I think there's agreement there. That's good. That's solid. There you go. That is the the early leans kind of picks favorites there presented by our friends at Covers. Check out covers.com. Uh that's where you get started with all the betting process that you need to be a winner. Okay. Thanks to Covers. Thanks you guys for supporting the podcast. We appreciate it. Hope everybody has a great week for the CJ Cup. We'll be back next week. Thanks. See you.